The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. Do you have a desire to be famous? Do you want hordes of people screaming your name? Then ask your therapist if Hollywood's right for you. Hollywood, where you can work an unpaid entire first year as an unpaid intern, followed by a mandatory minimum 18-hour workday with guaranteed unpaid overtime, where sexual assault is so common you promise to sign a waiver, promising not just to, even before you start your new job. Warning, side effects may include insomnia, heavy drug use, thousands of dollars in therapy, alcoholism, anorexia nervosa, bulimia and obesity, hallucinations, lock, last, blah, blah, blah. I cannot do this sick. Like, I got to tell you guys, I can usually get through this, like just jam through it. And right now I'm like choking in between. I've, I just got my voice back. This didn't work. And I like it better this way. Hi <laughs> guys, I'm Sam Helene. I have the flu. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. How you doing, Paul? I am about uh, at least a hundred and so hundred or so miles away from you, so I think I'm safe. <laughs> it's fantastic. I'm sick. Alexis is sick. You have like a chorus of bullfrogs in the house. Lex croaks, I croak. Lex croaks, I croak. It's like I, we're just going through here. We're trying to get through work. Alexis gets on. You hear her with people. Hi, this is Alexis Romero. I'm calling on behalf yeah, no, of no, some no, hell. Okay, I wasn't going to say that about Alexa. She just sounded like she was on tape and the tape was going slower. Like the batteries are finally running out in the water. You know, that's why I say, who's this? It's like, oh. She's, oh. <laughs> Alexis, she sounds stoned. Um, but she can have two plays. Um, but she sounds does. A little, yeah. Yeah, a little her, her voice is coming out slower. Well, she gets on. I hear her getting on the phone with people because she can't, like, we can't go near people right now. And she gets on the mm-hmm. phone. She's like, hi, this is Alexis Romero, executive assistant. To- <laughs> I'm like, great. Mm. Executive assistant okay. to a cat coughing up a hairball. It uh, is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Not that I'm any better. On your assistant for the next <laughs> half hour. What are- what are we talking about today? So everyone's been chatting a bit about uh, Jennifer Aniston and Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt and Brad Pitt divorcing Jennifer Aniston and uh, I mean, j- d- divorcing Angelina Jolie and then uh, bumping into Jennifer Aniston at the SAG Awards, which was apparently right. a really big deal. His reaction to her, like, um, well, What's they were not. They- Aniston, she's awesome. So, yeah, she's she's a really cool human, and Angelina jo- Jolie's a bitch. So anyone's like a reprieve after being near her. I mean, we're Hollywood, and we're supposed to like her, right? Am I supposed to lie and say I like her? Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm indifferent. I don't. I've I I enjoy her work. I've never worked around her. That's clean I know. There's well, there's a Hollywood story about some. Uh, there was a, an extra on the set of Mr. And Mrs. Smith that was just freaking gorgeous and from what i understand she was just freaking gorgeous uh and i think that angelina had her moved off the set because she was distracting because apparently she was gorgeous and she was distracting so i kind of get that that's not my problem um my problem with angelina joe like the best way i ever heard it put like the sony hack I thought it was fantastic. What they unearthed was her being called a spoiled child. It's not really a surprise. Um, she's kind of a bitch. 
But if anyone has any stories about her being awesome, if anyone has any stories about her being awesome, please send them in because I'd like to be wrong here. Um, I don't know her. I'm going off friends of mine that do. I remember also saying that the the closest she had ever been to her father was a scene they shot together in Tomb Raider 1. So, uh, there's, there's, I I think she could, yeah, she did not have very good, uh, she didn't have a a full set of parents watching her growing up so, you know, lots of pe- lots of people have that and they don't make out with their brother on the red carpet just to be clear yeah and uh-huh yeah okay That's, so yeah. i mean okay I know. Oh, the, oh, there was the vials of blood that she wore around her neck after she married uh, Billy Bob Billy Thornton Bob. after right. uh, <laughs> while he was engaged to Laura Dern. Like, she likes taking men. By the way, so does Miranda Lambert. They like taking men because it's not just about getting the guy with them. It's about beating the other woman and being better. Those people yeah. are people that cannot regulate themselves. They have no self-esteem. Miranda Lambert's a country singer. They have no self-esteem. Okay. And essentially, they get make themselves feel better by not only getting this guy, but getting him away from this girl. So, any, so it's kind of one of those, eh. Like, I love Miranda Lambert. I love her music. Um, and I've actually never had any complaints about her. I've heard she's really cool people. But it's not cool that she keeps getting involved with taken men. And, um, I mean, in Hollywood, half the people you date are taken. I, I'm guilty of it, too. I really am. But I, I have noticed that, I mean, I've been told that it's also more of a, it's also kind of a confidence thing. You know, when you're in a relationship, it's like, all right, I don't, I don't need to impress anybody. So, you know, except you're more impressive. Them. Yeah, no, that's, it's true. But I'm not talking about the, the, the one that's in the relationship. I'm talking about like the Miranda Lambert's and the Angelina Jolie's. They go after uh-huh. men that are taken. She married Billy Bob Thornton. I'm going to go back to. Angelina Jolie, she married Billy Bob Thornton when he was engaged to Laura Dern. The police officer that Miranda Lambert's married to now, she found him um, while he was married to someone else. Police officer? Yeah, she married a cop. She keeps getting married. She pulled over or something? something? I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sorry, I, I don't listen to any country music, so except well, for like <laughs> instrumental stuff. Well, like it just shows you movies. that even men aren't immune to the sparkle, where that you expect uh, a Hollywood guy to be able to walk up to any girl and be like, I want you, leave your relationship, and the girl's going to be like, yay, stars and money, and run after him. Guys right. are no different. Miranda Lambert walks up to this guy, he's like, yay, stars and money, does the same little kick every girl does and runs after her. Yes, and if, I ever, <laughs> uh, and if that ever happens to me with Michelle Rodriguez, you stars and money. Yeah, so I'm, I'm no, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah. And, and Michelle Rodriguez right is hot. <laughs> yes, I'm ready to go. Right. <laughs> Just, but that's it. It's it's that. <laughs> Her husband plays Dungeons and Dragons, okay? So there we go. <laughs> okay, good taste. Granted, he's ridiculously good looking, but you know, that's how it is. You know, that, that Joe Magli, Magala, 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 I can never. Magaliano, is that his name? Yeah, I'm that's Sofia Vergara's husband. Right. And I did mention Sofia Vergara. I'm uh-huh. ready for stars and money. <laughs> You're ready uh, for stars and money. But he, he plays Dungeons and Dragons. So, yeah. I right. love Joe Magliano. It's one of those, I'm like, I always said I could steal any uh, girl's boyfriend just because I've always been able to. I have my doubts. I could steal Sophia Veragas. Jesus, God, I love that man, though. You know, yeah, but you know, she's, she, 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 she gotcha. Uh, yeah. 
It's not yeah. even whether I could get the guy or not. It's whether I survive. Jesus. You. <laughs> you. Oh. But the, tr- the truth is, I'm really not that into taking men. I've dated a few of them myself. I'm going to admit that. I've dated a couple of married men myself. So I'm going to put my tea bag, Alexis. I think I've, I've done it twice, but it was before uh, once, uh, twice that I knew. You know, I I have dated women who, hell, I went on a date with one girl, she and her boyfriend showed up. I've yeah. had that happen. Oh, my God. It's really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. I just kind of <clears throat> like, wait, yeah, okay. All right. No. Luckily, we hadn't ordered yet so i was able to get the fuck out of there so. no i i've done it i've done it twice i know this year too um <laughs> the point is uh there's something i i don't intentionally do it um one of the guys that well the main guy i'm seeing right now had a girlfriend when i met him i did not know this um yeah, I just stay away from the taken people. That those the two times I did it willingly, I was in my twenties. So uh, I see. I'm, every time I do it, it's unwilling. It's not like I'm like, hey, you've got a girlfriend or you've got a boyfriend. Um, it's not like the Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt thing. He went on that set. They knew, right. like she knew he was taken, and uh, she went after him like a pit bull in heat. Right, but they're also portraying. They were also portraying a couple that had. Uh, that were violently attracted to one another. I think that was a good way of putting it. I I agree. It was Mr. and Mrs. Smith, right? Good movie. And and Brad Pitt does have a history of nailing his co-workers. Um, Look at the dude. You know? I mean, mean, we were talking about, uh, you know, our mutual admiration for Greg the Bunny. And my favorite line, the quote from that show is, yeah, I'd go back on the bill for that guy. You know? So that's... No, all right. No, I, I do Brad Pitt. Like, no question. I would do Brad Pitt. And I do not do Hollywood people <clears throat> very often. But, <laughs> and when I do, I get more like the Seth Greens chasing me. I'm not sure how I feel about that. But um, he's, he's awesome. Like, also, you know, also you're, like, you're going to know I'm where he's at on Friday also. night, unlike, unlike Brad Pitt. You know? <laughs> Friday night, he's, re- he's rearranging his action figure cabinet. Okay, you know, I like Brad Seth Green. Neck deep and strange. Actually, you know, so. yeah, well, he I, his most recent was uh, Courtney Kardashian. He started nailing the oldest really? Kardashian sister. Yeah, he and okay. Bieber both did Courtney Kardashian. So it's kind of like she's in that awkward level of hot where she is, according to men, the hottest Kardashian sister. But it's like she she can go either like she 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 got Brad Pitt, she got Justin Bieber. So every woman right. in the world should hate her, but they still like her. So I don't get it. Yeah, no Hats off to her, by the way. Which sister this is. So, uh, yeah, I the just, one that was married to Scott Disick, or not married, but had babies with ooh. Scott Disick. <laughs> when we come back, we are going to have a discussion on the importance of social media and why you have to know what's going on in the online world and, you know, keep up with the Joneses, or in this case, the Cardassians. I'm from Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and we'll be right back after this. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? Definitely not. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Edward Cheney. Ed will explain full-spectrum CBD, where the whole hemp plant can be used for treatment, and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Variety. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host militant moderate, Paul Michael Boland. G'day, Paul. Mm-hmm. Hello. <laughs> so we yes, uh, we, she's, she's somewhat dying. Uh, A little bit. So to our audience at home, so just say Sorry. Just it's it's too much cocaine. That's all this news. I'm I'm kidding. I have the flu. Um, I, I still yeah, have I've never tried it. I've box. It. Never tried I, it. Smelled it a few times, but that's about <laughs> it. I I can say I've never tried or smelled it. Um, mm. I got invited uh, to a party years back when we were with um, Andy Dick. And I was like, that's just too much for me. <laughs> like, I was like, you're with Andy Dick. I don't care what kind of cocaine it is. Like this is just this party is too much for me. Um, uh, yeah, I heard that was a thing that like, yeah, he always had the best cocaine. So, you know, <laughs> well, uh, I didn't go, I'm a little more straight edge than that, but yeah, I, I'm <laughs> making a joke. I've never actually even, even tried it. It's been offered a couple of times, but now you could say no, cause I don't know what's going on with that stuff. So no, and you should. And, and just, I think the best response when someone offers you cocaine is to just turn around and be like, hell no. I don't know how it affects me with all the painkillers I'm on. So you know, hmm. Paul, it would, would kill it, you. <laughs> would it? Yeah, I mean, would it activate them? Because I don't know. It's like I, I, ah. So I got yeah. Nothing. My my money's on what happened. Well, he swallowed horse tranquilizers, but this is what killed him. <clears throat> horse tranquilizer. Okay. Well, no, no, no. no stay away from the ketamine. Um, I do okay. want to say, uh, I'd like to remind everyone every time we use bad language, or in this case, talk about drugs, this is an 18 and over show. We give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America. We give money to the Humane Society, and we give money to Free MMA. So remember, every time we swear, it's for the children. Moist flex. My assistant has to count this. I got to tell you guys. And Paul will sit there in the background and say, sometimes swear, sometimes say words like moist. Yeah. And I get, and just Alexis, you can see her rage while she's having to go over this section, going back and just hitting the button, trying to figure out if he's swearing or using things. And Lex, you just hear her yelling, I'm not paying for moist. Mm. Fair enough. Because, Fair enough. Not making the donation for moist. So I have. But that's a whole other thing. So, you, paid, yeah. you paid for I, moist? I paid for moist, yes. And we're not even going to explain that one. Just going to leave it right there. That's right. I'm, Paul Michael Mullen mm-hmm. paid for moist. I think that, <laughs> I'm, I think that I might go on my curious. business card. Yeah. I might go on my I, next business card. So. I paid for moist? Yeah. Oh, please put it there. Just like, um, I don't know what. <laughs> 
what, what this is, what this means. I have no idea. <laughs> Though you should, well, I say you should have business cards, the most important tool now, if you want to get famous oh, yeah. on social media. That has just changed the freaking game. Like, even Will Smith is on TikTok. Ah, uh, yeah, but he's Will Smith, so man, the, guy, the guy can do pretty much whatever he wants. Steve right? Harvey's on TikTok. You don't exist uh, if you are not on TikTok, if you're not on... Um, and, and, like, if you're not on Insta, if you're not on... I mean, everyone has Facebook now. It's like an email. It's obligatory. Uh, but... No, it's... I use... I will say this. I use Facebook more than I read email because I never read my emails. So... That's... But that's it. It's... it's Aside from business, it's really a dead medium. Even in, in the film industry, half the jobs I get, people contact me through social media like, hey, they'll just slide straight into my DMs and be like, hey, da da ask a question, delete this afterwards. Okay. Read, delete. And they get me on Twitter. Mm. <laughs> like, part of the last consulting job I had was because someone contacted me on Twitter. They're like, hey, can I ask this? Then I need you to delete it. Yeah, sure. We're having this goddamn conversation on Twitter. Like, I'm, I'm just kind of sitting there thinking if someone hacks my Twitter, um, yeah. I can think of a few film companies that would be <laughs> screwed. <laughs> That's where people are contacting now. It's really changed. Um, everyone's I, trying to push this LinkedIn thing. LinkedIn's dead. Um, Snapchat's LinkedIn. dying. I remember LinkedIn being around since before MySpace. Yeah, it's dead. And it's as dead as MySpace. You, just because you can still find it online doesn't mean it's live. Um, Insta is what counts. Uh, TikTok counts. Facebook, everyone got off of Facebook once their parents joined. Um, okay, I'm Twitter. probably the age of most parents out here, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, still, I'm, I'm still allowed. <laughs> so. Paul's like, I'm allowed Facebook. Um, Twitter yeah. is, like, hyper important. And since... Um, or since, uh, what is it, POTUS Oranges got on uh, Twitter, everyone kind of needs to be on there if they want to learn the national, you know, uh, security I, codes. I, I, I will say, well, okay, that was like once, okay? What, he showed up <laughs> in nuclear football or something? Yeah. He didn't show codes. He it was, the, I'm just saying. Like, you I think know the what's Secret going Service on? stopped them from doing that. That they're like, uh, sir, this is probably not a good idea. I was like, oh, okay, all right. Well, there's a reason that he has handlers, you know, and I'm glad he has handlers because he's one of those guys that just throws out, it's like, hey, can I try this? No, sir, that would be completely illegal. No, sir, that'll get you deported. No, sir, you know, that's it. Like, no, I yeah. did it. Well, I will say he used um, social media incredibly yeah. effectively. This yeah. was the first election that the United States ever had over social media. And it shows you, um, and I don't care which side you land on, whether you love him or hate him. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm not a POTUS Oranges fan. I'm, I'm like left of Lenin. I'm so liberal, but, um, you know, I, I voted against him. Paul voted for him. Um, and whichever way you voted, I support you. Like it's it's that simple. I still don't want to vote him for 2020. So someone decent get up. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it comes down to, I don't care how people vote. I'm just glad you did. Thank you for being part of the process. But um, he is the first ex- experiment we've ever had into social media controlling yeah. um, the election. And I'm not they sure don't. if we're moving towards idiocracy or if we're moving towards um, a, a much more inclusive society. Because in I think his, if, In his case, I'm glad he is like, I want to know what's going on in that guy's head, you know? 
And this is because of social media. This is probably the most transparent presidential org administration we've had in like the last, you know, forever. Ever. You know, now granted, some of this, like I've said before, some of this, you know, transparency is stupid. Uh, <laughs> but well, social so, media has changed it. But I mean, you can't have yeah. a deli without social media. If you have a yeah. food truck, it needs to go viral. And, um, well, yeah, cause you need to be able to tell them where you're parked. It's not just that everything is about, um, accessibility. My whole job, I make, you know, I'll, I'll make you famous. Like I, I make sure people see movies. I make sure they see actors. Like my job is to get as much out to people and make sure I get as many butts in seats as possible. And, you know, I joke around and always try and sound like a sleazy producer, like, Hey baby, come here. I'll make you famous. Um, but like, I can legitimately do that. That's my job. And I listen yeah, to, I um, I listen to these people, people now that, that are rebelling. I know it was like, you have no idea how many girls have gotten in my lap when I've made that joke. <clears throat> it's really not funny. But um, I, I've had people turn around and be like, no, I'm rebelling against social media. I'm just not using it. I'm like, okay. But do me a favor because it's always from yeah. some fucking hipster. I'm listening to this hipster. I'm like, okay, dude, pull your pants up, take the lavender out of my vanilla ice cream and shut the hell up. You cannot succeed in life. Uh, I'm really angry about them putting things in my ice cream. Like they don't no, have no, to no. miss Hipsters. recipes. Hipsters, their pants are so tight they'll never fall down, right? No, they're tight and sagged. It's disgusting. I have not figured it out. Uh, I don't get it. Anyway, I don't know why but, you want to put tight pants on when you're young. I mean, seriously. Okay, for women, I get it, but men, you know, because the, the kids are wearing that in high school. I'm glad it was somewhat baggy back in my day. Believe me. I don't know. I used to whale tail when I was in high school, which is like we'd wear the real low cut jeans with our thong out. So <laughs> that was not good. Uh, and to everyone booty. out there who still wears this, <laughs> okay, it's out of style. You should not be wearing it. But you can't get, you can't make yourself famous. You can't get big. You can't sell an orange without social media. The whole world's changed. Hey. It has. You know, I was and actually so, happy I got retweeted last week, but you know, well, who, and that was my. I have no idea who retweeted me, but it, I, I, I threw a slack at, I threw a shade at Biden. Well, it I, comes and down. I'm sure he's not. He's not reading his stuff, so you know. No, he wouldn't. Um, but it comes down to this: if you want to make change in the world, good or bad, it used uh-huh. to be media. Now it's social media. If you want to be famous, it used to be media. Now it's social media. I mean, Justin Bieber is one of the biggest stars in the world, and they found him on YouTube. Uh-huh. The world has changed so drastically. We've had um, Rebecca Black on this show, uh-huh. and she's huge on social media because of that song Friday. Uh-huh. Um, she was in case she sung with Katy Perry, you know? Uh, she was in the video. I don't think she sung. No, no, no. She did. She went on stage and oh, sang Katy. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, there was oh a whole thing. like a live performance type thing. Okay, yeah. Got it. But it comes down to. We just remember her being in that video, which is kind of like I think, like a, it was like a Weird Al video or something like that. A few, yeah. Or, no, it was more of a. Par- it was more funny than a. It was more fu- a parody video. It wasn't Weird Al wasn't involved. That's how old I am. I know who Weird Al is. Okay, fair enough. Okay, Weird Al's still popular. Don't mess with Weird Al. But I will say okay. the world has changed really, really drastically. And if you want to make a difference, if Mother Teresa was alive today, she'd have to be on social media. So would Princess Di. 
Um, for those that wrote in last week and asked how I felt about Prince Harry leaving the uh, <laughs> like leaving England and the monarchy, um, I'm still in therapy about it. Like I, I really have problems with it, so I'll, I'll talk about that at a different time when I, I scream, cuss, and cry. I, I bet you <laughs> Megan had no clue how bad the freaking uh, paparazzi and press was as it was over there. Oh no, there I did none. Yeah, like she, and she it was like been, they were predetermined <laughs> to hate her. Because they were talking about like Kate Middleton, they were comparing headlines of Kate Middleton holding the baby bump, or and then Megan is like, "Oh, she won't stop holding her baby bump. She's, she's going to destroy the child." You know, they did like, the same oh. thing. They did the same thing with Fergie and Diana, where oh, no, I remember. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I had to actually read about this in class because I wasn't there for. It. I was yeah. a little too young. But I remember the wedding. Young. <clears throat> I, really? I remember the, the Charles Di and Princess the Princess Di wedding. Yeah. Well, we only, where I was at, we only got one channel. Uh, uh, remember, it happened over the summer. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't. I wasn't alive yet. <laughs> I wasn't I was born. Like I was like 10 or something. So if, if it happened in 1980, I would have been 10. So. Well, my, uh, my, I think my, at that point, my dad was still in the Navy sewing his seed around Asia. Oh, my God, that's an image that I don't want. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> that's horrific. Um, yes. yeah, I remember Princess Di's wedding. You were weren't even an itch in your daddy's pants yet. So that's, nope. that's yeah. So yeah. That's uh, awesome. well, yes, now I that know. I've given myself more reasons for therapy. <laughs> um we are going to go to break. When we come back, we are going to be on with Dr. Massey. Um He's an incredible writer. I've been reading his book, Building People, A Leader's Guide for Excellence. He's a, a really, really incredible. I'm going to tell you guys about him. I know we have to go to break. Right. Um, I'm going to tell you all about him when we come back. He's um, the founder of Mind Realignment Leadership Training. He's known for proactive and innovative and entertaining methods. But you guys got to talk to him. I met him at a Rotary meeting, of all things, and he is fantastic. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and we'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. 
You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, known plague carrier and disposer of uh, cough lozenges. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Lotter, Paul Michael Bolton. G'day, Paul. Welcome back after the break. Yeah, I hope your day goes better. So, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, at this point, and we I'm have just, a guest. Yeah, I'm just a playmaking machine. <laughs> Dr. Massey, welcome to the show. Thank you, and good morning. I've been uh, listening to your show already. Uh, for the last 20 minutes, and uh, you guys are hilarious. Well, thank we you. Try. We We do our best. I'm on a lot of mm. cough medicine, so I really can't gauge how the show is going so far. Mm. But yeah, I'm hoping I'm on, well. like, uh, hand, I'm on weapons-grade painkillers as it is, so, yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know where I am anymore. We may, need, we, we may need you to take over the show. Um, now, you're a people builder. You've had 30 years' experience conducting leadership training in America and abroad. You're the founder of Mind, Re- uh, Mind Realignment Leadership Training Institute. You have a whole bunch of innovative and entertain- uh, entertaining methods. Um, you've made over 10,000 public presentations. Wow, you're beating me. Jesus. Um, you utilize role-playing, humor, educational games, theatrics, group discussions, in your training seminars, he's an accomplished author, radio and television speaker. So I'm going to ask you, what got you into doing this? <laughs> well, um, it's the it's the influence of my mentor, and uh, my first mentor uh, put his uh, hands on my shoulders when I was barely eight years old, and he looked me in the eyes and he said, uh, "Look, don't become anybody when you can become somebody special." And ever since then, anything I do, anything I want to think about, I want to do it as though it's going to be in a museum for everybody to look at. And so that has kind of been my mantra, my motivation, right from my childhood. And uh, so uh, whatever opportunities I have received, I have not waited but immediately uh, grabbed down to them. And uh, uh, at one point, I was vice president of a company that had 13 different corporations under it. And uh, I uh, used to see people uh, (coughs) just kind of operating like on a one cylinder, even though they had the potential to, to fly like a supersonic jet. And I said to myself, if this is the future of this country or this humanity, uh, I don't want it. And if I don't like it, I need to do something about it. And that is how I got into building people, because most people who have uh, invented something or they have developed something, they, they think about the products but they don't think about those who are going to be using those products. The focus needs to be on people. And, uh, and I, uh, I was associated with one particular company uh, that had uh, eight auto dealerships. And, you know, uh, uh, average person, uh, auto salesman, sells about maybe eight to ten cars, maybe a good one, ten to twelve, a real good one, fifteen to eighteen. 
And when I looked at that company, the owner was a good friend of mine. He said, is there anything you could do for this company? I said, yes, I could teach your people how to sell car a day. And uh, I met a person who worked for Lexus, and he sold 3,000 cars in 3,000 days without missing a beat. And I said to myself, wow, there is a potential in every human being if they could only realize it. If they could just flip the switch, they could be in a different zone. And so we travel on the wings of our thoughts, and we have maps in our head. And wherever we are, we took some maps to get there. And wherever we are going to go, we are going to get new maps or modify the maps we have. And most people want a great destination, wonderful future, but they're not willing to change their maps, or they don't know how to change their maps. So I formed this uh, corporation called Mind Realignment Leadership Training Institute so that I could help people really break out of the real web that they are, or bubble that they are under. I could lift their lid so they could realize the potential. Wow. It's like a little baby chick breaking through the shell and say, oh, there is a, another world. And so that's kind of how I got into it. And um, uh, you may have other questions. Uh, I, am, I am prepared to speak to you for forever on this topic without any questions. But you go ahead and ask <laughs> any other questions you may have. I think that's fantastic. One of the best things I've ever heard was a statement you made. I jump on every opportunity I'm given. And that's really big. Yeah. And I think that's a failing in a lot of people. I like you say it all inspirationally. I'm like, people fail by not jumping on every opportunity they have. I think that describes my sex life pretty well, too. <laughs> no doubt. Well, my you know, people. I, uh, I have found people who are unemployed. And uh, I will ask them, well, uh, there is a job here. It pays only $12 an hour. And the person will say, no, that's too little for me. <clears throat> I said, if you, I said if, you, if you multiply 12 and you're working 80 hours in a pay period, uh, that is a lot more money than the zero, isn't it? But they don't see it that way. I said, get what you got coming to you. Take this opportunity and keep looking for, for a better opportunity. But no, they are waiting for that big break. And that doesn't come. Because people pay for promise. Uh, I'm sorry, they pay for performance, not for a promise. And so I have four keys to help people get whatever they want in life. And I could share that for your listeners. The first one is, you must know what you want. Most people don't have much because they don't want much. They have never envisioned beyond their nose. And so you must know what you want. A simple word for that is goal. You must have a goal. What is your goal in life? When you wake up in the morning, what do you want to see accomplished by the end of the day? And the second one is you must be willing to give up something to get what you want. One word for that is sacrifice. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You see, take a look at the uh, wheat, for example. The, the wheat has to be buried in the, in the ground 
before it can sprout and it can bring fruit. And this is the law of nature. And humans are not, not exempt from the law of nature. We must be willing to give up something to get what we want. Most people live in the zone called gimme, 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 but they, they don't really, are will, they're not willing to give something back. And so that's called sacrifice. The third key is you must have a GPS for your life. It's like many people are like born on a bus. Keep going, keep going, and wherever the bus goes, they go. And they really have no, no destination in mind. But they must have a GPS. Where do you want to go? Is there a road map? And you generally talk to people who have been there, done that, gotten their T-shirt, you know, so to say. Mm. And so <laughs> there are plenty of people who are willing to bless you and help you if you are only willing to learn and you are open to change. And the last one is you must stick to the map till you reach your destination. And um, uh, a story is told of uh, Einstein. He was traveling in the train and he lost his ticket. And uh, the ticket collector captain asked him, hey, do you have the ticket? And he kept on searching and searching and in his overcoat, couldn't find it. Finally, the conductor said, Mr. Dr. Einstein, you are an honest man. I already know you. You don't need to look for your ticket. I believe you. And he said, young man, I'm not looking for the ticket for you. I'm looking for the ticket for myself. I don't know where I'm supposed to get off. So most people really don't know their destination. And it is like just keep going wherever, wherever, whatever. And there's an interesting ad of one company. They ask, and three, four people are walking, shuffling the shuffling the. Uh, towards a place and they think same old, same old, same old. And that is really typical of the average individual in, in life. Same old, same old, same old. I give an exercise of creativity to youth, uh, to young people. I ask them, okay, where do you live? So they give me the address. I say, now, tell me six ways that you could get to your home. If one road was blocked, are there other ways you can get to your home? <clears throat> I tell you, it is amazing how people can come up with different ways to get home if one road was blocked. The idea is to think, choose, and change. Because 5% of the people think, 5% of the people think they think, and the rest would rather die than think. And so my, my whole focus is... Uh, I want to change the world. And the world I change is the world I touch. And obviously, I cannot be everywhere myself. So I put my thoughts in the books. And I put my thoughts in the minds of other people that I encounter. And I try to duplicate those ideas in the minds of other people. Because I believe that they will change the potential of people. And if you have the time, I want to tell you a very fascinating story of a tree. Uh, do you have the time or do you have other questions to ask? Oh, we, we are going to go to break in a couple of minutes. And I do have a couple of questions. Okay. What made you decide to get into this line of work? I mean, most people don't grow up thinking um, 
<clears throat> that they want to change the world. They think I want to be president or I want to be an astronaut or, you know, I want to eat drywall. But most people don't go out there um, to try and make a difference on such, such a big scale. Or when they do, it's very selfishly motivated. And that doesn't seem to be the case at all with you, which is really impressive. We need to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to ask that and a whole bunch more questions. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and our very special guest, Dr. Massey. We'll be right back after this. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day guys, welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. Welcome back I, I to got, the show. I, I gotta point out that you're very good at just putting the fourth a positive uh, sounding voice after you, we during the break you were like hacking up a lung and a half. So I'm just Don't like, tell people. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, welcome back. So you know, we're back, you know, so I, I gotta give you credit. You, Thank I'm you. giving you credit. I'm not screwing with you. I'm, giving, I'm not throwing shade. I'm giving you credit. I appreciate that. I've done a lot of voiceover work, so I kind of got used to the figure it out or you don't eat. Um, we are on with our very special guest, Dr. Massey. Dr. Massey, welcome back. Thank you very much. And uh, I was uh, going to tell you, you know, as a people builder, uh, I, I learned that whole concept from a very important phrase my mentor taught me. Two people looked through the prison bars. One saw mud and one saw stars. And I believe oh. that uh, uh, the our perspective uh, sets the sets the direction for our uh, for our life. And uh, so, Sorry. and and everybody has a great potential if they would only uh, get in the right zone and, and start discovering oh. themselves and their oh, well, talents. That's, and, that's the problem. That's I the problem. So that's the problem with potential. Everyone has it, yeah. but eventually you have to use it. I do want to ask before yeah. we get into anything, um, where can people find you on social media? Because if we get to the end, um, I want to make sure that people can find you. Where can everyone find you on social media? Well, they can find me. Uh, I have a, a, a page. Uh, uh, I'm on the Facebook, of, of course, but I'm also uh, on a Massey Life and Health page. That's my another company I run. And uh, 
so uh, they could also Google me. They'll find lots of stuff on me. And um, uh, and my books are uh, on Amazon, uh, uh, Mind Realignment uh, for Excellence, uh, two volumes. Then I have uh, uh, Building People, Leaders Guide for Excellence. So I wanted to tell you a story about the human potential. Oh, I- so, there is uh, can we hang on? Um, if we cut that bit, I need you to go through your social media again. If they cut that, oh. okay, because that that'll get cut. So <clears throat> where, I didn't hear him actually say the number. So uh, okay, then we. So there's going. that to our audience. Yeah. yeah. And, if this, and if to this the audience, going, do not give out your personal numbers. Okay. Do not give out yeah, on, okay. online or on yeah. <laughs> on radio or on television. Never give okay. out personal information. Um, <clears throat> I do Thank want to give a quick shout out shout out to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon. Thank you for making me red carpet ready. Uh, Off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California. If you guys can look up and tell me the name of one of Dr. Massey's books um, on Amazon, I will give you a free ride at Off-road rentals in Palm Springs, California, or a float at True Rest, Sedona or Las Vegas. It's by Sedona on Las Vegas, but you can use it at any True Rest float spa. The New Palm Springs Diet by Dr. Russ. Make sure you get skinny. I'm, I'm like choking. But tell me the name of one of his books and you'll be our free giveaway winner for today. Um, Dr. Massey, I'd love to hear the story you were talking about before the break. Oh, it's, a story, yeah. it's a story about a tree called Moso. And uh, it's a bamboo plant. It grows in the Far East. When you first plant it for a couple of years, you think it's not going to make it. It's going to die. And then all of a sudden it begins to grow two and a half feet a day. Till it reaches its maximum potential of 92 feet. And so human mind is a lot more powerful than the Moso tree. If you were to memorize 720,000 things a day, and you did that for 40 years, you will only, you will only use 10% of your capacity, your, your brain capacity. And so uh, we have absolutely unlimited potential. And you think about the people that you encounter. A lot of people do a lot more with their 24 hours than you do. And a lot of people do a lot less with their time than you do. And it's an interesting thing that life comes to us in seconds, in increments of seconds. So we could really do uh, uh, use it wisely and really put it to good, good use. And uh, so I want to share with you three more things. Uh, I'm sorry, four more things. There are four stages of life. And the first one is that of learning. The second one is earning. Third one is contributing. And the fourth one is celebration. No, no learning, poor earning. Poor earning, nothing to contribute. Nothing to contribute, there's nothing to celebrate. And when we talk about earning, we are not talking about money. We are talking about earning respect, reputation, skills, and uh, principles of life. All of that is part of learning. And uh, when we talk about earning, we are not talking about money. We are talking about all these other things as well. So learning to be a good human being, learning to achieve your potential, and then you will earn respect, credibility, skills to contribute. And giving back is so essential for personal growth and professional growth because by receiving, we make it living. 
but by giving, we build lives, our own and others that we touch. And the last one is a celebration. The, the uh, sad thing is that everybody wants to jump into celebration without going through the stages of life. And unfortunately, laws of, laws of life are just not written like that. There is a process to everything. There is absolute process to everything. You cannot jump the hoops and simply jump from one stage to the end stage. Just not possible. And that's why uh, the, the people who make it, they follow the process. They learn well, they earn well, they contribute, and then they celebrate. And this is really my focus in building people. Can they learn? And because if they don't, they will have a miserable life. And so as a people builder, my joy comes from seeing other people just become better people. And when, when I can see other people uh, improving their lives and becoming better, uh, all of a sudden I feel that I have, I'm succeeding in life. Why? Why is that the point? <clears throat> I'm just being nosy now. Why watching other people succeeding do you feel you succeed? Most people feel through their own successes or through awards or accolades they succeed, but yours is based – we only have two minutes left. So, um, <clears throat> But you're based on seeing other people succeed. Why? What is it that gets you there? Well, I, I can <clears throat> the reason is, more, as I told you earlier, I want to change the world. And the people who have changed the world, they were not self, uh, looking uh, upon themselves only. They were, they were actually uh, other directors. And let me name a few people. Uh, look at Abraham Lincoln. And uh, when, when his mother was about to die, she said, Abe, put your lips to my ears. I can't speak uh, loud. And as he went down there to listen to her, she said, now go. I'm about to die. Go be somebody. And you know, he wanted to be somebody. And what did he want to become? He wanted to, he wanted to stand as a symbol of equality in, in, in America. Think about another person, uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Now, Mahatma Gandhi, born in India, educated in England, served in South Africa, and really set a sail for this world to go to a new planet. And to him, it was the non-violent way of life. And non-violence was such an important philosophy. He had a disciple in South Africa who was Nelson Mandela. He had a disciple here, Martin Luther King Jr. And then he had so many followers in India. So there is that movement he began that has changed you got the, the face way, of the world. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So he, he did. He's incredible. <clears throat> but Facebook makes that reach easier now. Dr. Massey, I'd love to have you on the show again. Um, I know we're going to get a lot of questions in from this. We're actually at the end of the show. Thank you so, so much for joining us. Guys, if you want to check out his books, go to Amazon.com. Check out um, Manzor R. Massey, Building People, uh, Leader's Guide for Excellence. I'm reading it right now. It's really, really good. My favorite section is the Poor um, Thinker's Case Against Change. Check it out. Of course, thank you to my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find him on fa- Facebook, Twitter, but mostly go to Facebook. And thank yeah. you for joining us. This is my favorite job because I don't have to wear pants. 
I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolan, and our very, very special guest, um, Dr. Massey, talking about how to become the person you want to be. And when you talk about Mahatma Gandhi, you know you are doing the right yeah. thing in life. He was the most awesome person ever. I'm glad we, we don't have to wear pants. That's good. That's a good thing. It is. Thank we'll you. see you next week. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.